It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And now here's the star of our show, James Van Alstel. This is car con carne. I'm James Van Alstel. We are outside. It is a beautiful night as we're recording this. We are at Sketchbook Brewing. 4901 Main Street in the bucolic suburb of Skokie, Illinois. I am joined by Greg and Dog of the Slugs, a band that, if you had told me two months ago, maybe three, that they'd be playing again this year, I, I would have laughed. I would have said, <laughs> no way. Well, that makes the, three of us, I think, James. Yeah. The Slugs are closing down Pravda Fest. Pravda Fest happening June 24th, June 25th. Slugs headlining night number two, a night that also features the handcuffs. Diplomats of Solid Sound. And the service, three bands who've all been on Carcon Carne recently, the reunited slugs, closing it down. It is the 38th anniversary of Pravda Records. And to celebrate, not only do we have the slugs, we have 38, 30th anniversary beer, Pravda 38 beer at Sketchbook. Beautiful. Already, already tapped, already canned, yep. already available for consumption. And as, on draft. as Greg and Doug Julian will agree, delicious. It's a delicious. And we're not just saying that, James, because we have to. It's a delicious Pilsner beer. Wait, Hey, Ken, can you move that camera? I think it moved. Oh. Tilt it toward me. There we go. Perfect. Thank you. I'll can fix you see that? that? Is that okay? My, my high-tech camera setup. It's it is perched cool. on top of a backpack, on top of a, a case. Any slight movement, if there's any kind of seismic shift here in Skokie, the camera's Once that train fly. comes rolling through, uh, it's going to vibrate it. As an added bonus to Carcoon Carney this week, we will get the yellow line going by about every 10 minutes or so. Right. All right. Clang, clang, clang goes the trolley. Right. That's what, that's what I was thinking. Nice. So, Pravda Fest happening end of the month. Yeah. The slugs back together for this. I'm going to ask you the question you know is inevitable. Do you guys like each other? Because <laughs> Slug's history is fraught with, let's say, conflict or acrimony. Well, well, well. You know, I, I think that that aspect is greatly overblown. Uh, you know, I have a... I al- disagree, man. Oh, no BS. <laughs> I, I have hours and hours of videotape. And for the most part, we got along great, got along fine, blah, blah, blah. Did we have our moments? Oh, yes. But for the most part. I did mean, we have them in public, too? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, we did. On, on stage. Perhaps on stage every now and then. Once or twice. Yeah. Perhaps. You know. But, yeah, no, we, we get along good. Yeah, and it's, it's been very fun to have these practices uh, and realize that we have some good material. And we had a lot of really good times. And um, the, the kind of... Um, the, the the inside jokes and, and our rapport it just all sort of fell back together naturally and that's been it's been truly it's been enjoyable you know so you did the last Pravda or the, you did the 25th anniversary yes is it true that Pravda Records is the only known force of nature that can bring the slugs back together Kenny's very persuasive yeah he has that way he has he, you might not think that by looking at at Kenny, but you know, underneath that uh, that pork pie hat, <laughs> there's a soulless brute. Is what there is. Um, Arm we, twister. We, you know, it's funny. I think that we're we're probably more agreeable to play than than even we realize. Because I think that the the last thing that we did was eight years ago, 2014. S- yeah, a friend was having a birthday party, and we had played her 40th or something like that, yeah. and then we played her 50th. So it's, I mean. We just need a nudge, you know? 
Well, Doug, I've told you this before, and it, it's an old story, but I remember doing college radio in, in the late 1980s, and one of the first songs I ever played on college radio was Clock That Won't Stop. Uh-huh. What a different time. College radio was important to yeah. making your presence known. Radio was important to making your presence known. What was that period like? What was that nonstop holiday period like when the slugs kind of first announced to the world, here we are? Yeah. In, um, in hindsight, I do realize how important it was, and I do realize how much it stuck with me. Um, and it was exciting and important because I think it all goes back to the Big Bang, essentially, of R.E.M., and that inspired bands, and in turn, that inspired college radio stations. And those two worked together, and it became this really kind of strong indie ethos yeah. in which everybody was inspired to, to kind of, you know, in the pre-internet days, you had to, you had to uh, find a network with other bands in different towns and, you know, hook each other up with shows and places to stay and things like that. So it was a different time, and everything was not available instantly like it is now and the downside of course being when the slugs would be trying to maneuver through the twin cities with just a road map and a payphone <laughs> and the streets in the, in the twin cities are named fourth street at fourth avenue southwest That's northeast you know yeah. and it's just the most yeah. maddening thing and we part, half of our trip seemed to be finding a, a driving in circles driving in circles, circles and finding a payphone to call the club and say we're going to be late we're going to be late yeah yeah but you know it, it uh like a lot of other bands i mean you, you just sort of got in the van you know you drove you you would go to clubs and put up posters and all that other stuff because again pre-internet you know you know we're playing at you know beat kitchen or whatever so you go to beat kitchen and you drop off flyers mm -hmm. and put posters on the wall and all yeah. that other stuff you know I, I i haven't been to a club you know where i've seen like the you know the stack of posters or anything by the door or the flyers or something taped into the window because you just put a facebook blast or right. twitter or instagram whatever you know yeah i guess the kids are doing tiktok these days tiktok yeah. is what i've heard about james what can I, you I tell us about I've heard the same thing. Okay. yeah should we be on TikTok? You should be where you're most effective. <clears throat> so if that's not your, that's not where your Sat audience is. Sat behind a big glass of beer. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. uh, thinking of those days, you know, we talked about perhaps the acrimony. It was a youthful time. I'm assuming that a lot of the conflict came from just being young. Being young, and and also, um, you know, being in a band is a weird, intense situation. And 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 famously, brothers and bands have had a, an additional layer of of tension that goes back whatever it goes back years or it's deeper it's more complicated than just being a band member so you know that you that stuff gets folded in sometimes well, i want to talk about that youthful period because as you talk greg about driving around in the van and you know putting the flyers up it seems like those were magical times looking at this from the outside in the, with the benefit of you know decades of hindsight was that kind of a magical period for you guys yeah you know i guess to a certain extent you, you know you kind of get you know you put the rose colored glasses on a little bit but yeah i mean you know it, it was you know dog-eared atlases you know trying to you know figure out where the hell you're going and all that other stuff but yeah i mean we sh you know we spent a lot of time in an un a unair conditioned van <laughs> you know driving around and you know, you start relying on each other and, you know, the in-jokes and, you know, where do we eat, where are we going to sleep and all that other stuff. Uh, I'm not sure if I'd be up for it now, but, you know, 
But yeah, I mean, you know, you're 25, 27, like what the hell else do you know? You know, I no. mean, it's like, might as well do it, you know. Yeah. It was a gap year that lasted, you know, <laughs> 20 years or whatever, yeah. you know. Sure, sure, certainly, I, I think those kind of things really have no choice, really, but to be applied in hindsight. I don't know if you realize all the time, like, oh, my gosh, this is the time of my life when you're going through it or this is the best. Um, there were certainly times when you're like, oh, my God, sleeping in a rest stop. It's 30 degrees outside. Yeah. I've had cigarettes for dinner. Yeah. I've got nothing. You know, I'm going home and, and, and it's going to, you're, I'm miles from home. And there's stuff that's rough and you, and you, you, um, you don't necessarily realize it until you have something else to compare it to, I guess. But yeah, it did, it, looking back on it, it was great because of youth and you do feel fearless and you have kind of infinite energy and, you know, quote unquote, no responsibilities or whatever it is. But yeah. Here's how much things have changed for the better. Back then, cigarettes for dinner. Today, beer, beer for dinner. For dinner. Beer I think I've dinner. come a long yeah. way. And I, don't forget, I had some chips earlier, too. So. You did. Pravda 38, available now at Sketchbook and available at the 30th anniversary shows at the end of the month. Let's talk about musically, where you guys were at when you came out. You were adjacent sonically to bands like R.E.M., like you mentioned, and replacements. Inspirationally, you pulled from bands that weren't we're, we're no longer cool back in the day. Like, right. Like the Who and the Kinks. I mean, Completely, you, yeah. Where your aesthetic came from was what people were trying to run away from back then. Right, yeah. Which uh, certainly helped us in our career, I think, really. <laughs> yeah, <good>. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, those were big bands for us. And it was, we were definitely like, and I don't say this in some uh, um, uh, nerd ownership sense, but we were not cool. We were not, we didn't, we didn't fit in with like punk by any means. We fit in a little bit with the mods, that or the or people who thought we were kind of jam, you know, like the jam or something. But we were definitely more. We were coming, sort of out of classic rock and and the Who especially, and and a little bit of new wave influence for me mm -hmm. certainly. I think I was probably the most new wave influenced of of all of us. But yeah, we were we were based on on stadium rock as much as we were based on you know the newer sounds yeah but i so. think that that also too had you know that those were some of the you know like just about every band you start you know doing covers and all that other stuff so you know we're doing substitute and david watts you know songs by you know the jam blah 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 but i think as your writing started you know i think we developed a little bit more of a a unique style i mean that wasn't based in the who you know you'd hear influences of xtc or you know some rem or, or whatever but it's, you know, it still I, felt very midwestern to me yeah. yeah i think you're right i think that's a good that's a quality that we had that would that cool or not i think we have a, a midwestern sort of style you know a midwestern we, ethos so that would be what i mean that's uh you know guys uh, singing out their problems and playing too loud for the club and uh, you know <laughs> turn it down yeah so. Well, talking about never being the cool kids or you know, the, the the nerdiness or whatever. When Fort Fun came out, ninety two. That would sure. <laughs> it is now. Uh, there is a relic on the wall here. There's a Fort Fun, like there, there's a poster, poster hanging yeah. in yeah, here. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, the the tallest man in Chicago. Uh -huh. Yeah, looks. Uh -huh. I feel like we stole that from Big Dipper. That phrase. We uh -huh. loved Big Dipper, but yeah. You know. But that was an interesting time, especially in Chicago. Yeah, things were starting to happen. Were the slugs an example of always the bridesmaid, never the bride? 
I think to a certain extent, yeah. I mean, you know, there was, I guess, bands around that time, you know, Material Issue, uh, you know, Liz Fair, uh, Smashing Pumpkins, Urge Overkill, you know. Uh, Even 11th Dream Day was getting a record Dream Day, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Uh, so I don't know if we, maybe we kind of slipped through the cracks. Maybe it was the name. I don't know. Yeah, we... Uh, um, it almost in some ways felt like we were, uh, by that point, we'd been around for almost a decade, really, out there. So it almost seemed like we might have been, I don't know, past our prime or too old or whatever, but certainly not the young, hot thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have a... we. You're, you're still a young, hot thing to me. That is super sweet of you to True. say that. Um, Chop liver over here. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so we didn't... It almost felt like that, that there were other newer, more fresh things to, for people to check out. And, and so, yeah, we, so there, we, we tried. I think, we, you know, we sent our stuff out all the time. And of course. Well, I think we might have even auditioned for, like, Star Search or something like that. Oh, God, no yeah, we you know, did like something. The, just there was so much crap going on. Hey, listening, for people who maybe are new to the slugs, whatever seems like as good a place as any to start. I mean, that's a song that... To me, I, I still scratch my head why that song wasn't everywhere back back in the day because it, it's so hooky and just such a great pop song. Thanks. And the lyrics are great. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd, I'd change a few things around, but uh, of course. Um, but yeah, thanks. It felt like it was a good one. That's how we put it first on the record. Just like, just okay. If they're gonna drop the needle or listen to the only the first song, we might as well get the thing that sounds like it might be playable on the radio. And it used to get played on XRT, like you know, like. Back when XRT would play some, well, they'd play us at five o'clock in the afternoon. You know, they play us as a regular band might get played at a regular time, not buried in some niche or you like know. Nine o'clock on a Sunday. Nine o'clock right. on a Sunday. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Yep. Exactly. The local whatever. That, that, that is the thing. Yeah. And that was uh, Phil Bonet. Produced yeah. it. Yes, the late great Phil Bonet. You know, produced all our records, and uh, I guess. Well, we we did a single with him, right? What was the single? Was that uh... no? We did demos with him. We did there. demos, yeah. We yeah. did demos, and we we did a single with Ian Burgess, and yeah. then uh, just a live thing that we and did, live so. thing with uh, Timothy Powell, yeah. Oh wow! Is it safe to say that your cover of "Hooked on a Feeling" is a high watermark for the Slugs? And that's when that was when we went all in for Pravda. <laughs> um, yeah, we 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 made as as big a production as anything we'd ever done, and we overdubbed those Uga Chaka vocals. <laughs> probably about seventy total voices on that, or whatever it turns out to be. But yeah, you know. masterful. It was great. Well, th- you know, we were commissioned by Ken to find a song when he had this great idea to do those KTEL tributes, and we sat around one afternoon in Mike's house. Going through 45s and listening, and by the time "Hooked on a Feeling" by Boo Swede came on, that Uga Chak, we go, "This is the dumbest one yet. Let's yeah. do this one. Yeah. This is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous." So, I think one of the songs in contention was "Shaving Cream." Shaving. Oh my God! Was it Alan Sherman? <laughs> no, no, that was some guy from like the 20s or 30s. Benny. Yeah, oh Benny something. Yeah, we used to listen to that. I remember in elementary school. Like they used to play it on, like in our music class on the on the turntable. Yeah, in the it, music it became class. like a hit, like in the '70s or whatever, and you know, Doctor Demento kind of. Yeah, thing. Doc. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you didn't cover that. Yeah. This conversation would be very different. Yeah, yeah. it would be. Low point for the slugs, do you think? Shaving cream? <laughs> what was it like? <laughs> All right, you? so between, or after Fort Fun, which was 92, there were eight years until junior. Wow, eight years, yeah. yeah. What happened? Uh, Whoa, what happened? I don't know. I mean, we were playing pretty regularly. We were doing shows. Uh, you know, we were touring and stuff like that. You know, I really don't know why there was such a, uh, a, a gap there. Yeah, we, um, well, I, you know, my first child was born in 93. Um, around the same that'll, that'll take you off the grid for... It does take yeah. you off the grid a little bit, yeah. Um, yeah, I joined Poi Dog. That was a thing. That didn't, that didn't completely take me away, but... Um, I've heard of them. So, uh, yeah, so I think... But we still kept playing. We still, we still kept yeah, we going, still did, yeah. you know, doing gigs and stuff like that. Um, and then, yeah, I think that was the for that album, Junior, when we did a, we did Fort Fun. Um, our guitar player Johnny L was not in the band at the start of those recordings. I think he was sort of brought in. We were like, we we you know these songs are getting a little trickier. We need another guitar player, another vocalist, and he was our assistant engineer on the first album, and he toured with us, and he was our guy, you know, and um, and we were he was part of us. He was part of us, and so um, we foisted it on him. Basically, <laughs> we said, "We please join our." I think we <laughs> took him out to a bowling alley one night and got him a little. Hammered, unfortunately. Had a few to 38s. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and anyway, so yeah, so so, but by junior we were we had been developing all the material as a four-piece band for a while. So, but we always like if you look at the gaps in between the other records, they're just as long, I think, if not if not, yeah, just well, about because we we moved slowly as it, as it was. I was a slow writer, and we were. Wait, is know, that where the where the name came from? What's that for the band? The slugs? No, you can tell them the story about how they. Yeah, uh, well, well, I'll try to give you the Reader's Digest version. Uh, Dog, myself, and the guitarist that uh, started the band with us, Al Paulson, uh, we were working in a television studio. We were all the, friends from from high school in Park Ridge. Yeah, and uh, Dog was like going to change a light that had burned out or something and Al said oh he moves like the stu- he's a studio slug because he was moving slow and it just sort of became the slugs from there on out I mean that's the way I remember it I don't I don't yeah I got the nickname the studio slug and then I turned it around I owned the name I said and I just I just one day I said let's form a band and let's call it the slugs yeah that's yeah. really took the power back yeah I said yeah. Yeah, so as far as Park Ridge goes, what was the coolest movie you saw as a kid at the Pickwick? Oh, man. Um, for me, it was probably Paper Moon, which remains one of my favorites. Yeah, that's a good time. one. I just bought the soundtrack oh. for that. Yeah, on vinyl, not that long Excellent. ago. Yeah. Uh, cool. I don't know. I remember seeing Poseidon Adventure there. Awesome. Uh, Towering Inferno. Did, oh, you see, awesome. did you see the Who broadcast there? Did you have no, I did that? not. No. no, I did not go there to see the, the Who broadcast. Was that a closed circuit? Yeah, uh, they did that at a number of theaters. Although they, it was on a continuous tape loop at Rolling Stone Records. Oh no, that was like that was either Face Dances or It's Hard Era, right? No, it was before that. It was, was their it really? sort of. They weren't doing any Face Dance and stuff. It was one of those. It was right tours. after Keith moved. Yeah, right after he died. It was Kenny yeah, it was Jones stuff. But yeah, 80, yeah, they didn't have any records out there. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. So Junior came out. Uh, 
again, great songs, great, great I, pop smarts. You know, I I think Junior is is a really really great record. I really do. As as far as all the recordings that the Slugs did, I think I'm most proud of that. I think uh, Doc's songwriting is absolutely great on it. There's so many great great tracks on it. The production is nice. It, it's it's not you know. 160 beats per minute with every song and thrashing the stuff was worked out there's nice vocals but yeah that that still remains one of my favorite albums and something i'm really really proud to have been a part of some great girl songs on there yeah heather i know margaret yeah that's yeah. right yeah we, I mean, that, rock the, for the ladies you know rock, rock for the ladies <laughs> it's what we do man so did the wheels come off after that did you guys just say we're done are we we're walking away from this. You know, I don't think there was any really conscious effort to like, that's it. We've given it our best. I, you know, like, you know, Doug said earlier, like, you know, his daughter was born in '93, and then your son was was Kai 2000. He was '98. '98. Okay. So I think by that time, you know, responsibilities are starting to take yeah. over. I moved to Woodstock in 2000, and, you know, things became... You know, so all of a sudden, you know, distance and this and that, you know, you get jobs that are sort of kind of... Greg had a job that really kept him away yeah. during sort of classic gig times of weekends and nights and stuff like that. and um, But it was a really good job for him, and... Um, so yeah you know and we've done sort of the you know the the spot shows here and there uh but yeah i mean i think you know was, junior was what 2000 uh i think we we're you know playing somewhat regularly maybe till 2004 or whatever yeah. 2005 i don't remember any great thing that sort of said that 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 being the last one or anything that life's just of, gotten away yeah yeah life's gotten away and yeah and you know i think by that time you know Mike was married and, you know, had moved and blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, just sort of got busy doing other things. Yeah. So as you're practicing or rehearsing for the Providence Fest at Sketchbook in Skokie, how does it feel to kind of get back together and just get back and strap instruments around your shoulders and, and do this thing? It, it To me, it feels good. I mean, you know, it's, uh, you kind of go through the, the songs at home, and I, I just found myself... I thought you were going to say the seven stages of grief. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Denial. <laughs> no, this is not happening. <laughs> acceptance. <laughs> and acceptance will happen on yeah. the 25th of June. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, no, it, it's... Uh, you know, it, it's, it, it's... I found myself like, oh, my fingers are kind of going, and the, they kind of remember where they're supposed to be going and stuff like that. Yeah. Sometimes if you don't think, you just... You're... Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's been, you know, pretty easy. Like, you know, Dog has said the, you know, the spirits have been good. I think what's also kind of helped is uh, where we're rehearsing, you know, because I'm playing in the Webster's. And it's, it's sort of a comfortable feeling, I think, our rehearsal space for the slugs. You know, it's not this sort of sterile mm -hmm. spot. You know, it's kind of lived in. And it's lived in. It's crammed with gear. It's got beer in the fridge, just like we grew up playing <laughs> yeah. together in, in, in the rehearsal studio, or Mike's basement, Mike Halston's basement in Rogers Park in 1983 or whenever it oh, was. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, here you are in 2022, mm -hmm. the slugs, 1983 to 2022. Right. Too yeah. dumb to quit. Yeah. 
that, that's impressive. It's that's good. Awesome. It feels good. You I know, bet. it does. It does feel good to uh, to go back to your question to kind of reconnect with the, with the material and feel it and and. Um, and we're all there. We're working together. It's been very cooperative, and we've been working together on the set list and wanting to, to yeah, put and together a... You know, and also some of the, you know, you get a little bit of perspective as well in terms of, you know, revisiting these songs. You know, you kind of go like, well, what are we going to do from, you know, Fort Fun? And you're kind of going through and like, uh. Then you start playing it, and you go, man, this is this is really a good tune. Wow, these are really good lyrics. You know that, you know, and it, it doesn't have to be... The fast bashy stuff, you know. I hate the term, you know, reimagining stuff. But you know, it's like, oh, we were making yeah. stuff a little more age appropriate. Yeah, um, you know, <laughs> for the people that come here to sit. And it's funny because we, I mean, we're out there looking at our songs. And we're in, in just the fact that we're like going, like, do we have hits? You know, air quotes. That should we play the hits? Like, we don't have yeah, hits. What hit? You know? Yeah. So. Uh, but we're working on that label manager. We want hit records. Our Kenny Goodman, our label manager, is here making notes for us. But um, All right, so an evening of non-hits awaits. <laughs> <laughs> Almost hits. How about that? Yeah. Almost hits. Should have been hits maybe in a Should. couple of cases. Yeah. Yes. All right, so Private Fest, Friday, June 24th. It is Boom Hank, Hush Drop, Steve Dawson, and Josh Caterer. Saturday, June 25th, The Handcuffs, Diplomats of Solid Sound, The Service, the legendary service. Unreal. The legendary this a, service. This is a tremendous bill. I mean, there's so everybody, every single band on there, uh, people that I like and I, I want to see. This is a yeah. this is fantastic. You know, but I, I will say that when the when the idea came up about the Profit Fest, I was like, well, either we close that thing or we're not doing it at all. Right. Oh, no. right. I, I don't blame you. But you know, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the service. In all honesty, because this I they were a the big ser- inspiration. For yeah, us. we did a lot of shows with. The sewer service, you know, driving out to Gabe's Oasis in Iowa, and uh, I actually did a few shows with the service. That's right, correct. On the bass. Deputy bass player for those Deb- guys yeah. for a while. Yeah. I love so, it. So, friends and family are coming in, you know. Yeah, our sister's flying in from Houston to see for this. For real? Yeah. yeah. I love that. And our son's flying in from uh, New Orleans. It's great. It's going to be a great night, great weekend. Pravda, Pravda Fest, the 30th anniversary of Pravda Records happening at Sketchbook, where we are right now, the lilting sounds of the yellow line right behind us. Beautiful train. The slowest moving train in the entire How CTA system. How many people system. are getting off this train? Jeez. Here's the thing that drives me crazy about the yellow line. Why doesn't it just go straight downtown? Why does it have to let people off at Howard? Just keep going. Just Don't keep know, going. Man. You're on a roll. Just yeah, blow you, past the Howard station. You know. <laughs> The rails are already there. The rails Nothing are stopping there. you. You know, like you can literally walk it. from here to Howard and Sheridan. It'll yeah. take a little little longer, but there's nothing. Special. It'll be good for you. It'll yeah. be good, especially <laughs> in this weather. Yeah. Well, What's going on here? Is there a jogging path or something? A bike yeah, path? There's a bike path. Uh, you can take it all the way up to like, I want to say Peterson. I'm just a country bumpkin here in your big city, James. You are in the big city of Skokie. There's yeah. an animal adoption place over there. Yep. You got yeah. everything here in Skokie. Everything. Beautiful. Greg Julin, Dog Julin, The Slugs, thank you for doing this. I'll let you keep drinking your Pravda 38 beers, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. Thank you, James. Thanks, James.